Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Tesla Life number 213. That's 213 for the, what is it? No, it's August the 4th, 2021. Welcome. Where'd July go? <laughs> <laughs> I lost my July. <laughs> don't, don't look the other way or you'll lose another month, Patrick. Right? <laughs> Time is flying for sure. Welcome to yeah. the show, everyone. Uh, we have our regular uh, guest not guests, regulars, panelists have joined us today. Mr. Casey Green joins us from the D.C. area. How are you today, sir? I'm doing great. And a couple of you may have noticed a feature from my Sunday shows has finally made it to the Tesla Life show. Yeah, we, can, yes. we can feature your chats. That's <laughs> right. So be careful what you put in the chat. We may just throw it on screen. So uh, be forewarned right now. We're talking to you, Hockey Day. We're talking to you. <laughs> Uh, also joining us from the West Coast, Mr. Patrick Connor joins us today. How are you today, sir? I'm good. It is a warm 91 here Fahrenheit. That's what, 33 Celsius, something like that? It's, like uh, it. Yeah, it, uh, it's been hot for the last three days. Tomorrow we get to reprieve. The rains come and it drops back into the mid-70s. But yeah, it's been too hot for a few days. Nice. We've yeah. been unseasonably low. Like The high was like 80. Yeah, how's, low, the, uh, 60. how's the wildfire situation in Oregon lately? That part. It, yeah, so um, there's definitely um, some smoke in the air, and uh, uh, I, I don't remember the name of the fire, the bootleg fire, I think. Uh, it's it's it's. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I know it's the place, but it sounds like a knockoff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's better. we had the campfire and the car fire. They, 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 they give them strange names, and I'm not sure what, what how that else because strange places are, are catching fire first <laughs> yeah <laughs> we do have some strange names here we have boring oregon which should be the capital or the headquarters of the boring company totally it well, it's there but it's underground you know you'll never see it <laughs> the boring fire <laughs> uh, well we have got a ton of news that's happened obviously our last show was the uh the uh, earnings call so we're a little bit over a week so we even had to cut down on what we could actually talk about because, you know, there's only so many topics you can talk about in an hour podcast. Yes. But uh, we will do our best and go through the top stories. And uh, today we're going to stop start with the first one. Patrick's going to tell us a little bit about a materials company. Yeah, so this is coming to us from Teslarati. Tesla co-founders battery recycling firm gets a cushy $700 million investment round. So I think this is their C round and um, 700 million bucks. You can do quite a bit with that. So uh, th uh, I expect to see them expanding and taking on new customers and uh, maybe building a new site. Who knows? Um, but uh, they, th this is just a really cool thing. We have to, we can't just make things and throw them away. We have to recycle them and batteries are actually pretty complicated. So it, it makes sense that, that uh, this is, where the future is and uh, to be able to recoup these materials. And this will be what uh, the primary driver, if you can have things uh, cradle to cradle and just recapture the parts, uh, rebuild batteries, new, better processes uh, after they've, you know, ran their life, they've been out in, in the world for 10, 15, 20 years, and then they'll come back as something even better the next time around. So uh, this is just great news to see that um, the market is valuing this. They see the future in it too, and they're willing to uh, give this company seven hundred million. I hope they IPO soon because I would love to buy in uh, to Redwood Materials. I was bummed when JB left Tesla. Uh, he's definitely uh, uh, was a lot of the technical genius that got them where they are today. Is uh, his his efforts and. Uh, he started it, and I was like, oh, cool. He's going to do like Musk and, and have a bunch of companies and stay at Tesla. And no, he uh, this is what he wanted to focus on, and he's he's putting everything into it. Uh, so, yeah, it's uh, good news for Redwood, and uh, congrats to them. Yeah, um, interesting that uh, if you don't know the story, we've, we've talked about Redwood previously a few times. Uh, but what I feel is really interesting uh, with their approach is that they're not just looking for car batteries. They're not just right. looking for, for Tesla batteries or, or specific vehicles. They're looking for any battery. They want the battery that you have had in the upper drawer in your kitchen now for, for 12 years, 
And it, you know, the back of that cell phone that uh, has never left that drawer, uh, that's the batteries they want. They want any battery that's recyclable at all. And uh, I think that's the solution we need. We, we can't just have specifics that, you know, certain batteries only get, uh, we need to build forward that all batteries get recycled. And it's good to see that um, Redwood is looking, you know, to fill that mission, to, to pull any battery out uh, and throw it into the recycling uh, arena. So good to hear and uh, good to hear their, I wasn't surprised they got their second round of funding. That's not surprising at all. In fact, most of the people that got involved in the next round were ones already involved in previous rounds. So mm -hmm. it's obviously there's, 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 uh, you know, there's that's a vote of confidence from the original investors that they're willing to dip in again as this company gets ready uh, to move to the next stage. Right, because I'm sure their valuation is higher, so uh, they're getting less of the company uh, and paying more, uh, and yet they're still willing to say, "Oh yeah, this is going to be much bigger." Exactly, exactly. So that is very good. Oh, Kelly Snyder joins us <laughs> from out there in Bitland. <laughs> <laughs> we got all sorts of comments flowing in now. This is great. I'm glad so, we got the comment thing working. So, so, um, so JB is just a contractor to them uh, with Redwood, or, or, um, or did they take over from whoever was doing it with the Roadster and Model S and X before? He well, there, there's been no official that Tesla is a client of Redwood, but oh. I gotta believe that you know with jb's stature in in tesla previously there's some you know unwritten uh contract i'm sure between he and elon about you know what's going to be coming their way uh yeah, i gotta not, believe you know it's not either, like they left on bad terms yeah, yeah yeah they left on extremely good terms so yeah. you know I, I gotta believe that this is this is all part of the master plan it's just that elon knows he he cannot do everything although he'd probably like to do everything he <laughs> cannot manage everything and to maybe ask JB to go out and do something a little bit different that's part of the recycling plan makes a lot of sense uh, mm -hmm. if, mm -hmm. uh, you know, for, for uh, the recycle program as a whole, uh, it makes sense that JB could handle it, uh, this different aspect of a renewable future. Free from fossil free. <laughs> I, I was I was trying so hard not to do it myself. No, so, go right ahead. Yes. So so uh, then at that point, um, we wonder then if after this thing gets legs, does does Tesla buy it? I mean, Elon's out of cousins, but uh. yeah, he's, he's got to start yeah. making some cousins now. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah they, exactly. Happy day. day. Yep, they are vertically integrating. They're they're get all the way. They're looking at the supply chain. All the way from the material origin, so yeah, it would make sense. Very good. Okay, uh, next uh, we're going to talk a little bit about retail sales at Tesla. Uh, of course, we've noticed in the past that um, when Tesla started to open retail stores, the original stores were typically attached to higher end malls. Uh, mm -hmm. They put them in the the A malls, they would call them. Uh, where you would have a lot of affluent purchasers uh, that would be buying higher-end items at these malls. And that's where Tesla wanted to be fit in. But lately, things have started to change, not only in North America, but actually in China and other places as well, is that Tesla is not looking for those A malls anymore to put a showroom in. They are now aiming at, uh, I guess, a, a more a different demographic. They're also looking at more of a all-encompassing thing where it's not only is it the showroom, but it's the service center uh, and it's it's uh, a demonstration center all rolled into one. So uh, Tesla now is starting to make that change where the high-end malls, which you know, when financially those high-end malls demand a serious premium when it comes to uh, retail rent. So yeah. uh, having the ability to maybe start buying or renting uh, locations that are not exactly attached uh, to the mall uh, allows you to get a lower rent. And if you're if you're combining all the Tesla services under run roof, it kind of helps the clients uh, as well, not only knowing where to go to shop and order and get their questions answered, but know where the service is. Uh, so having it all under one roof is is looks like it's going to be the next, I guess, uh, 
the next focus of Tesla is pulling out of those larger malls or not signing up for more rents in those malls and going to those all-encompassing kind of maybe out in an industrial park or on the edge of town or even uh, in larger cities or, or in downtown cores, but they're typically at a, a cheaper rent. So uh, it's a, it's an interesting new uh, focus for them. And to me, it just makes a lot of sense. Um, what do you guys think of the mall compared to uh, its own building with service included? So there's this trend going on right now with food delivery called the, the ghost kitchen or the ghost corner store where uh, they get to go to cheaper real estate and they can still meet you where you are, which is exactly what Tesla seems to be doing with the ghost car dealership. <laughs> Cause like, if you don't have to rent the corner store for CVS, 7-Eleven, Walgreens, whatever, and you can just be in the middle of town and have your, you know, your snacks and drugs delivered to, to the customer. They don't, they don't care that you're in the bad part of town. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, the nice thing about the mall is they get a lot of foot traffic. They right? used to. If you, 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 oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, maybe pre-COVID. <laughs> so with this, with the, having a dedicated building with service and all that, you're not going to get just you know random people walking in going, hey, what's this? Yeah. So um, if they supplement this with maybe like uh, doing pop-up stores or something like that, when, when they can get them on the cheap, um, then uh, I think that's a, a good idea because you still want to have people. There's a lot of people that don't even know what Tesla is or think that, oh, they they go so many miles and you have to put gas in them or whatever. There's a lot of people that, that just don't get it yet. And uh, having something where people can interact with uh, Tesla employees and, and get these ideas explained to them is probably a good thing. Yeah. So right right now, um, I, I think that they may do something like what you're suggesting, where uh, when when it's you know okay to, to to have gatherings again, they might have pop ups. But right now, uh, what they're trying in a lot of places is, is here. Even they're they're parking the cars at the supercharger. There's a QR code on them. A you scan it. It connects you with a sales rep, and uh, and then they can manage like ten vehicles at a time rather than however many they can do in person with one. And right, but at the superchargers, that's Tesla owners, current owners are going oh, to see. Oh, no, that, no, no, is... that's like you, you go to do your test drive there, so you'll have found them online or happen through because a lot of superchargers are already at malls or at gas stations oh, or I wherever. See. And you happen across it, you can scan it, but otherwise, uh, you're, you're already connected with them and they just unlock the door for you and you go on your test drive and put it back. Cool, yeah. So it's, it's going to be an interesting approach to see how they do this, but um, especially like with the pre-sales, they, they, I don't I don't need the pre-sales guy to be in the mall. He can be in a call center. Hopefully, uh, they refill the one in Vegas with more competent employees than when I bought my car. <laughs> and <laughs> they shut it down. They cl they closed the entire thing. So obviously, they were not able to do what was needed to be done. And <laughs> wow. He's yeah. approaching shade. <laughs> they cost me a they cost me a percentage point on my loan. And, and not just that's, me, like two that's other a friends. Big deal. Yes. That's a big deal, definitely. Next, uh, moving on, um, uh, there's an update coming out, uh, 2021.24. Casey, have you received that yet? I received the one before it. The one before it. Okay. He's rubbing it in. Funny. He doesn't they, have it yet. <laughs> they, they did announce this, and I have yet to hear of many people that received it at all. I've seen like pictures, but I haven't seen anybody with it. So, yeah, so my, mine has, not... mine has Skyforce reloaded, and um, it, it had some tweaks to the autopilot, and it has a new web browser. So now you don't need my trick on how to log into YouTube in the car because it just works. And uh, ah, that's a good thing. <laughs> yes. And then uh, what else did they change? Uh, the web browser takes forever to start now. Like it's it's a new loading screen because I'm guessing they just used a whole new browser, and. Um, now, when I nudge it up on a car that, uh, like, say, say my car has the the rear end hanging out in the uh, in the in the intersection because it was just closing up the gap, so I could, if I nudge it forward, the uh, the collision alarm goes off. Beep 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 beep. It's like, oh, okay, I'm not going to hit him. I'm, I'm literally going forward three inches. <laughs> <laughs> it still doesn't know, Casey. It doesn't right? know what you're thinking. This uh -huh. is true. Uh, I didn't check to see if I have Disney Plus in mind, but it wasn't called out. 
And then there was one other item that was called out. Stand by while I uh, look at my photos. Was that and the car wash? I didn't get car wash. Um, okay. Not that auto I would dim? take it the one. Uh, no, I didn't, I didn't get auto dim. Uh, so I got uh, Skyforce Reloaded and two new languages. Oh, yes. yes. That, that they called out. There's obviously more in there. I'm going to find it and make you guys a deep dive video. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Disney Plus, uh, a car wash mode. Is yep. coming out with this dot 24 and the car wash mode is a great idea because of course people that go through an automated car wash first of all your wipers go mental because they can't keep up with the water <laughs> falling from yeah. the car wash and secondly the brushes that are rubbing the back always open your uh your charge port yeah uh, if you've got that little magnet in the model three whenever you press it on the exterior it pops open so it does. uh it disables those things and allows the car to go through the car wash. I'm still waiting, though, for what was it called? Was it called party mode? Where yes. you could listen to your stereo outside your car if you uh, you want the, the music to play uh, at a street party or something along that line. I'm waiting for that for uh, when I'm watching the car. I'd like to listen to some music from the car itself on the yeah. cool stereo system. Or when I'm <laughs> shamming the car down after the wash, I'd love to be able to hear some music. You well, of course, they do have, have to play car wash the song, you, right? I don't, I don't have the external speaker. Oh, as uh, so you're saying, yeah, so that wouldn't work for you, yeah, yeah. or me, or Patrick, <laughs> right? So uh, they, 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 they also, <laughs> right? They introduced uh, free rolling, so that way, if you're um, in, a, in a situation where uh, you're a little bouncy uh, and and you come up off the seat, the um, the car would slam into park, <laughs> which is not good for the machinery. And uh, not at all. Also, right. Also, you may go to a wash tunnel uh, that uh, that doesn't doesn't let you stay in the car, so right. you need a way to keep it in neutral. So this would make that easier. And then, if you are in the car, it makes a screen cleaning button, which makes it easier to deal with. Uh, so you can clean the screen while you're in the tunnel. But uh, so I, I guess this is Tesla either acknowledging that people are taking it to these machines, or they're stepping away from their don't use mechanical washes stance. We'll find out. Yeah. Um, the mirror auto dim uh, is, uh, I think it's a stupid name because what it does is it disables mirror auto dim. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> I think what they should have done was given it a toggle to say whether they're using the mirror sensor or the side camera to dim the mirrors. Um, but uh, this will affect all three mirrors. And uh, on Model Y, it's always been, oh wait, Model Y? No, Model 3, so I guess also Model Y. It's always been on a timer because the you guys have that little window in the back and they couldn't reliably get 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 the sensor to actually activate. Uh, the dash cam is has got some improvements. It will now automatically save clips when your vehicle detects the occurrence of a safety event, such as an in, an accident or airbag deployment. I thought Recordings it already did that. Is that... Uh, severe accidents it would. Or uh, or severe okay. sentry modes. Yeah, it was severe sentry modes. And uh it didn't save the crashes. Now it does. Um, recordings uh, captured or are stored locally and never transmitted to Tesla, which I think that's a bit of a stretch because if you have the uh, the, the toggle turned on uh, during a crash, the mothership gets all of that stuff. <laughs> right. If you've enabled data sharing. Yeah. Oh, so. there is to opt in, blah, 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 dash cam mm -hmm. auto. But then right, right around there is going to be another toggle to, to, to do data sharing, and then they'll get a copy of your crash. <laughs> yeah, so uh, not really out widely yet, but um, send us a note in the comments if you've got it already. But uh, yeah, uh, two, as far two more as features. I know, there's, there's not. Go ahead. Uh, two more features. They've uh, updated the uh, the range display, so you can now switch. Uh, I'm guessing this is just Model Three, Model Y, and any car with a uh, horizontal screen. Uh, you can now switch between battery percentage and distance units by tapping on the range display next to the battery icon. Um, I tried it in the Model X and uh, obviously it didn't work because there's no touchscreen behind the wheel. <laughs> I was just being a jerk and I did it anyway. Um, and then the last new feature that was called out in this update, like in the release notes, so that, that one's going to be fun to see what's in there that they didn't say. Uh, their last one is um, remain connected to Wi-Fi in drive. So you won't need my video showing you how to use your hotspot because uh, there's now an option for it. So you can, uh, if you're not paying for premium connectivity or if Tesla's having an outage that day, which they sometimes do, or AT&T is having an outage and you have a non-AT&T mm -hmm. hotspot, 
you can, or whoever your local Tesla provider is, but in the U.S. it's AT&T, uh, you can go to um, uh, the uh, Wi-Fi icon, Wi-Fi settings, remain connected in drive. And uh, Green, the only found this years ago, he was finding items that were listed as hotspot, but the car would just ignore it and turn it off anyway. Uh, he said it used so, to work. So let me ask you this, Casey. If you yeah. don't pay for the premium package, right. so your maps are just the map. They're not the Google 3D satellite view. Right. You won't get satellite and you won't get live traffic, but your routing. If you turned on hotspot, yes. would your satellite view come back? No. Okay. But your radio would. <laughs> Yeah, so you get radio back, and uh, the car was already using traffic to uh, to do the map, and and, uh, and and it wouldn't show you the traffic, but it would use the traffic to route you around traffic per your settings. So this really gives you the opportunity to uh, to get back your um, your radio, and then when you're at a supercharger or wherever, you can then, assuming you have enough data connection, you can then watch videos on the big screen. Yeah, right. If you have one of the older Teslas that has a 3G modem in there, and uh, uh, you're about to lose connectivity when that gets shut down. Now you can do this instead of, I don't know how much the uh, upgrade to LTE is, but uh, if you have an unlimited data plan and uh, you can just do that instead with your phone. Yeah. Yep. Okay. That was a ton of news. Uh, on to our next one. Uh, <laughs> Patrick's got a little story about something under wraps. And I've got a photo, I believe, I can share with everybody first. Under wraps. You said. Yeah. Okay. Here. So this comes to us from Drive Tesla Canada. Tesla Cybertruck bodies spotted at Giga Texas. So uh, there are a few pallets covered with the, these big green plastic things. And um, being the, as you guys know, everybody's got drones flying around. Anything at Tesla's doing. <laughs> <laughs> Drone so, army. Yeah. So uh, there's a uh, Austin Tesla Club, and they've posted some pictures that they've got. And uh, are you guys seeing the picture? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm looking at the article. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. So. Uh, Looking at these pictures, somebody noticed that that looks kind of like a triangular angle there. That looks very cyber truckish. It does. And uh, so, um, of course, it's it's all speculation of what's under the wraps there. But um, it it might be some cyber trucks that uh, they've made somewhere else. I assume if they had to ship them here, um, mm -hmm. some prototypes. And uh, we we've seen Tesla had some. Uh, prototype lines they were working on. So if they're going to be bringing up Cybertruck in Texas, they're going to have to uh, start uh, getting their equipment uh, and start building them. And, and uh, it makes sense to have the uh, trucks they've already made in other places to see how it all goes together and, and learn from the, the learnings from their prototypes. So uh, there you go. What uh, what, yeah, what is it? I think there's, we'll there's going to be some um, like they were. There was talk about that uh, exploratory line uh, in Fremont. They were talking about helping the uh, adoption of what the Cybertruck line was going to look like, how it was going to function. They were they were working with some of the elements that they believed they would be installing in texas so i'm wondering maybe some of those things came from that line and were shipped there that's a possibility as well uh but uh we, obviously we don't know exactly what's under them but the the angles looked interesting yes so on on these photos i'd only ever seen the the first photo and i was like okay yeah i see the triangle there but they look like uh, metal pallets and then i see this uh other angle that drive tesla canada has shared um where you going to share that? Yep. Okay. Uh, where they draw it out. And that makes a little more sense to me now. And I can, I can kind of see that. Except that I'm wondering how wide this actually is right here. Because that looks narrow. I mean, how many caution signs would, would a yeah, truck be? Yeah. That's, that's not a standard skid underneath it, though. So it's definitely wider than four feet. Um, okay. Which is a standard skid. Um, yeah. So this is a much larger skid. Looks like it's custom made for... Yeah, because look how long it is. Yeah. yeah. Mm hmm so not really sure, but uh, things are starting to get exciting in Austin. 
aren't they, yeah. Patrick? Yeah, they are. <laughs> For other yes. reasons. Yeah. yeah. A little more action happening there than in, in Germany. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. My bet about Germany coming out first with a vehicle is not looking good today. Let me tell you. Let me just file a complaint about water usage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, or, uh, you know, too many anthills missing. One of the Burn other. down a cardboard forest. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a mess. It is a mess. Germany is, it's just amazing the number of, I guess, uh, ah, I like it. They're, 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 sheet, sheet, they're sheet metal. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just absolutely amazing that, um, that Germany has fallen behind, uh, with having a three month lead on the build of the factory. Uh, but, uh, Obviously, uh, it looks like the paperwork is a lot less intensive in Texas. Yeah, yes. to get this stuff done. So Should now the question becomes: expect. How many months after Austin is, is <laughs> Berlin going to come online? Oh, oh some serious painful. shade there. That is painful. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's painful. <laughs> Uh, well, let's, so, so, let's change the subject. Sure I'm trying to get out of this somehow. Um, <laughs> Casey's got our next story out of Virginia. What's happening there? So my state has become a little less uh, good old Boise, and uh, they are allowing three new locations for Tesla to open sales centers and possibly service centers. But um, even if they do do it, they're going to have to... Um, then go through the, um, the, the, what do they call it? They're going to have to go through another bureau of the Virginia government to actually get their sales license. Uh, and then there were some choice words from the uh, Virginia Dealer Association. But before them, uh, there was a guy who, the guy who approved these three locations, uh, he pointed out that, uh, I'm sorry, my, my Zoom changed on this page. <laughs> Uh, much of the support uh, revolves around the fact that the Tesla business model is unique and outside the traditional model of motor vehicle retail dealerships in Virginia. He said in his decision. Uh, and then the this guy, uh, CEO of Virginia Dealer Association, Don Hall, he says, in quotes, the decision, frankly, was not in compliance with the laws of Virginia. It was an easy way out, and I don't believe the DMV in any shape, way, or form has carried out its responsibility. Ah. <laughs> He's a little salty. And then mm -hmm. um, let me do a search on this because the other quote was also really good. The dealerships are right to be afraid. Their business they, they model uh, you know, depends on them being a, a middleman and skimming some profits off every sale and then uh, fleecing customers into upgrades and every other horrible thing that uh, dealers have done out there. Yes. As I say, as a former dealer. So uh, <laughs> state laws in Virginia indicate that vehicle manufacturers, automobile manufacturers must sell their vehicles through independent franchise dealerships, except where there is no dealership available in a community to offer a company's vehicles. Here's the quote. In a matter consistent with the public interests, there's the end of the quote there. So, uh, as as a former salesperson, uh, I don't know. Well, yeah, that and are. I'm not saying all salespeople are horrible. Just no, a not lot all. Of them. <laughs> a whole heck of a lot of them. But um, so there's two two things against this. Adding adding a middleman fee is not in the public interest, and also if they authorize a franchise here in Virginia, then that now has ruined all of their sales in the entire country because now there is a closer franchise in this fair state for everywhere in the country. And uh, I'm sure that that, you know, that franchise dealer would love to be the sole supplier of Tesla cars in the U S but uh, it's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. So, so Tesla, for those of you not understanding what we're saying here, Tesla has fighted, has had to fight a number of different states individually to have the right to sell their cars through a Tesla uh, showroom in those states. Some of those states are fighting back and saying, you must have a dealership in order to sell cars in our state. 
And of course, Tesla has no dealerships because they're the sole company. They own all the showrooms. There is no dealership model in Tesla's world. So a number of states, including uh, recently uh, Michigan, Texas, uh, Virginia, just recently, and there's a few more, uh, Tesla's been fighting in the courts to try to clear it. So this win in Virginia allows Tesla to open three showrooms. Three more showrooms. Three just more. Three right. yeah. So they, yeah. they add to the small total they have. They can uh, pick three more cities that they want to open showrooms in. And, of course, the Virginia Automobile Association, they are fighting it tooth and nail all the way because they know that Tesla has an advantage to sell cars uh, and rust proofing, uh, and 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 Tesla doesn't have to do those things, and there's no middleman, and the price uh, gets cut, so the consumer pays a smaller price as as opposed to spending some money for the dealership to be operational and get a cut of that profit as well. So, yeah. it, it, uh, what's nice to see is that Tesla is starting to win these cases. We saw it in Michigan. We now see it in Virginia. Hopefully, some of those other uh, locations are, are seeing the benefit of these cases being won by Tesla, and it begins to be something that uh, will be on the outs. There will no longer be states that prohibit Tesla from selling uh, these cars themselves. So, Baby steps. Yeah. Mm -hmm. One so, victory so after another. The three proposed locations, two of them make perfect sense. The other one is like, what? Uh, Charlottesville and Norfolk. Uh, and then they said Arlington. Uh, Arlington is super close to Tyson's Corner and um, D.C. And, and Maryland. It's like, do you really need two there? I mean, I would personally like it for my service center to get less slammed yet again. Uh, they opened up a service center in Sterling, Virginia, recently. And and so that, that made my service center at Tyco Road less hectic. Like, I was able to drop my car off for uh, faulty air conditioning uh, on Monday and pick it up on Tuesday night. Uh, they replaced all the sensors and uh, and it was it was smooth. It was I would I dare say it was my um, second best experience at Tycoon <laughs> ever. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I'm sure they've got some reasons. Maybe it is something about busyness uh, at the other closely located one, but yeah. um, I got to believe that they're. You know, they're looking at their numbers, uh, knowing exactly what kind of volume they're getting or not getting. So, mm -hmm. but uh, the, the good thing to see is that they've won another case and uh, hopefully more states, including Texas, which is the one we cannot believe has not passed yet. Uh, yeah. I can't believe they went there without assurances. Yeah, I can't believe that they built a factory there without, you know, assurances is right. So we'll see. We'll see. Next uh, story is um, if you haven't got your Model Y ordered yet, you might be waiting until 2022 Possibly. because apparently uh, Model Ys are getting ready to be sold out for quarter four. And remember, we're sitting in quarter three. Beginning so, of quarter uh, three. <laughs> the, the popularity of the Model Y has gone through the roof. And of course, the uh, supplier shortages that are happening out there uh, – haven't affected Tesla greatly in the number of units that they've been producing over the past two quarters. But we know that those parts shortages are still happening. And uh, we don't know. Uh, we're hoping that Tesla can continue on the ramp that they have for building vehicles. But it's certainly working against them in a number of cases. Um, not sure if this is the case for the Model Y, but the Model Y itself is basically becoming sold out for quarter four. So uh, if you're sitting on that fence, as we told you before, uh, if you want a car and you believe it's within the price range that you're willing to pay, I get on that horse and ride now because uh, you could be waiting a long time uh, based on what we're seeing in the market currently. Uh, with that, uh, another uh, possible... Uh, expansion for Tesla has been talked in the past was India, uh, mm -hmm. the country of India. And uh, Tesla had sent not, not a very subtle message over to India asking them to re-examine their import fees because Tesla is testing some cars in India. They have planned to open um, at least one showroom there. And India, of course, wants Tesla to manufacture cars in the country. 
And I think that, you know, Tesla, if, if the cards were dealt right, I don't think they would have any problem with manufacturing in India. It would probably be a benefit to them if financially it makes sense. But what Tesla was asking India to take a look at originally uh, at this point is uh, their import fees. Because apparently if you import a car into India that's not made there and that car is over a certain dollar value, say forty-five dollars or $50,000 equivalent US, that car basically has a 100% tax on it. Wow. Nice. Uh, if, it's, if it's under that amount and it's imported, I think it's a 50% tax. So quite like with the price of Tesla cars, they're looking at a number of cars that will double in price when placed for sale in India. And that is going to severely affect the market where you can sell that car in and the number of people that will be able to purchase that car. Um, so Tesla had asked India to re-examine that and uh, India really uh, I guess uh, the minister kind of shot down that uh, uh, that request and indicated that they would like to see Tesla's being manufactured uh, in India and thereby avoiding all the import taxes. <laughs> that uh, does. So, uh, he has a good point. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this this uh, dance goes on between Tesla and the uh, country, and uh, I guess the not only the country but the government of India as they're. Uh, sparring back and forth as to what the country wants as opposed to what the company wants and vice versa. I mean, I understand getting what you want, but there's going to be a little bit of give and take. And it's really hard to set up a factory and then to do it and then not have any demand. I mean, these are expensive products mm -hmm. and you have a lot of people, but you have a lot of people who can afford it. And uh, yes, they are lowering the cost, but do you want to open your factory uh, before the world car is available because then you're running a factory for years before it needs to even be open. That's expensive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I see both ways there. Well, yeah, yeah. And India has climate goals, which means mm -hmm. they should be reducing all these tariffs for electric vehicles, regardless of who they're from. Or to Norway. So uh, is, is Norway has a, a pretty big tariff on gas cars and none on electric. Right. And so bringing in an electric car is, is you get to bypass all that for another couple months, years. Yeah. So um, we will see this continue. I'm sure uh, both parties want something done. Will there be a compromise? I guess we're going to be able to see what happens because uh, this is not going anywhere soon. Uh, it's not going to disappear anytime soon. So we'll have to keep our eye on it. Uh, Next, a lot of my Indian friends were, uh, were, were taught to negotiate shrewdly as children. <laughs> so it depends on, on how well this, this, this guy they're up against uh, learned as a child. And as exactly. An adult. <laughs> exactly. Uh, next, as the show title suggests, Casey's got a story about uh, superchargers and what's yes. going on. So, uh, oops, I'm on the wrong page. Uh, <laughs> uh, Tesla will be able to apply for uh, a bipartisan um, bill funding after opening superchargers to other OEMs. So because uh, right now, the reason they couldn't do it is because they weren't um, universal. They were, they were private, and, and no government funds are ever going to go to a private company uh, during a public funding situation. And now they're not exclusive to Tesla cars anymore. So that then means that they qualify, assuming that the superchargers can meet all the requirements for uh, fast charging, fast DC charging that, that this final bill, whenever it's passed uh, into law, uh, require. So at that point, they get it for practically free because uh, the superchargers, other than those handful of 400 volt chargers or whatever out, that are out there to, to make the take in and the others look good, uh, <laughs> the superchargers are it. And, and so, that's, that's another piece of the puzzle dropping, isn't it? When, when yes. we were talking about why would Tesla allow their network of superchargers to be open to other cars, this is one of the major pieces of that decision, I am sure. Yeah. Being able to get yourself funded uh, by an infrastructure bill that's going to be released in the United States, uh, we believe, uh, sometime shortly, 
Uh, obviously, it hasn't been uh, pushed into law yet, but uh, there are indications that some of this infrastructure bill is going to get through and some of the funding for electric vehicles and chargers will be part of it. So uh, Tesla wanted to put itself in a position where if those funds were going to be allocated to companies like Electrify America slash VW fines, then uh, they wanted to be able to participate in some of that and and rightfully so so yeah. should the other uh charging networks out there like charge point or flow or others uh just us ones actually yeah because yeah. this is a us bill it but is. uh there are many uh you know the ones that can take advantage of it should um right. and it, it makes sense that uh, if some of this money could come tesla's way to help produce uh more chargers uh more locations more stalls, it, uh, you know, why would they not uh, try to take up some of this and roll it into their network? Uh, it just makes complete sense. Yeah. And when we first heard of this as a rumor, uh, well, the very first inklings we heard of it as a rumor, because this rumor grew and then Elon confirmed it, uh, it was just, uh, what was it Norway and, yep. and, and Sweden and, or something like Sweden. that? Sweden. Yeah. And it was just so they could qualify for the, uh, for the credits. But, but, if you think back even further to before the rumor started, I mean, because that that is exactly why they're doing it here in the U.S., but uh, or a, a large reason of it, uh, you look back at what port do the Model Three and Model Y have in Europe, and what adapter does every new car come with if you don't have the port? CCS Type Two, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And that came about because Germany said that if you're going to sell an EV in our country, it needs to be a standard connector. So Tesla just said, all right, all the connectors in Europe are going to be standard. And, and they qualified. That right. also, I think, might have qualified them for some uh, some uh, infrastructure money as well, or at least it might have not, you know, at the very least it stopped them from being blocked from sales in, in, a, in a large market. But I think it also came with the same situation, allowing them a little bit of leeway with, with the charging stations. Well, if you pull up with a non-Tesla, even if the connector fits, how do they bill you so elon said at the um at the conference at the conference call the earnings call he said that uh you will have an app so if you already already have the right plug which would be everywhere but the u.s uh south korea and japan uh then you already have the right plug because uh, in china there's a china plug and and type two so um you just plug in and then you use your app and then uh in these regions you'll use an adapter and an app Although I'm, I'm hoping that with the adapter, since they make it, that they will just make the adapter count as your car, and that you just plug in and, and not have to mess with the app like you do in the U.S. No, no app. Right, but for the countries where they've already had support for non-Teslas, they don't have the app yet. That, right. So did they just make it? Well, free? they do have the app. They just don't have a car to log into it with, so they would uh, let you log in and put in your, you know, Volkswagen or your Renault or whatever. And then you, you would use the Tesla app, okay. just like you do for your power walls and your solar. It's the same app. Okay. And it's just that they allow these non-Tesla cars to be registered in the app. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. My wife had an app. Um, we didn't have anything in it uh, from 2012 when she got her, her Tesla uh, uh, fleece blanket. <laughs> and so she had an app and I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like having an app for a fleece blanket. Yeah. <laughs> Smart blanket. Pretty sad when you need a nap for a blanket to keep you warm in the winter. No, it was it was just because that, that she had a customer account at that point, so she had a nap, even though there was nothing we could do with it. Right. Yeah. A nap app. <laughs> you couldn't subscribe to an extra blanket or something. Yeah. Oh man. Set the air conditioning. Set the climate control. <laughs> on uh, Ravel. Remember, Ravel is the, um, I guess it's a, uh, a, a ride share company sharing service uh, mm-hmm. based out of just outside of New York City. They had bought a fleet of 50 some Model Ys. Uh, they outfitted those cars in a wonderful looking pastel blue color. I like that uh, color. They removed the front seat. Uh, they put in a uh, plexiglass protection wall between the paying customers and the driver. They added a screen to the back seat so the uh, passengers could see the map, where they were going, uh, payment options. 
And, and the reason uh, they did all this is because they were going to be classified as a taxi, not that's right. rideshare. They were going so they and their the their drivers are paid uh, wages by the company. They're not uh, they're not someone that's on a part time uh, job. Uh, so they had this all arranged. They were going to be released into New York City back in May. Then, they had medallions. And, mm-hmm. and, and then the New York City Taxi and Limousine Service decided they were going to pull the medallions. And Rivian or Rebel would not be allowed uh, to uh, to put their cars uh, in the New York City fleet. And there was a big hubbub about what they were doing and how the, uh, the taxi commission was uh, against green cars and... Uh, ridiculous uh, assumptions that they were going to have to buy gasoline cars and switch them out gradually to model Ys. Well, over well, time, that, that still there. <laughs> the, the taxi committee finally relented and gave the medallions back. Yep. So Ravel is now allowed to traverse New York City streets with their model Ys. So the first uh, 50 small victories. Uh, yeah. They, yeah. They, they can start with the with the group that they purchased. So those yeah. cars are going to be released into New York City. And this article uh, that we've quoted here, you, of course, can see all the articles in the, uh, the show notes if you want to read further with the links. But uh, this article talks a little bit about the CEO and how he believes the adoption of ride-sharing taxi vehicles that are electric are going to go a long way uh, to help uh, promote EVs uh, to the people of New York, allowing them to experience a vehicle that they may have typically not experienced in the past and allow them to see the uh, benefits of electric vehicle, especially in the city like New York City, uh, and uh, allow them to see the car in actual real-world surroundings and how it operates, how quiet it is, and uh, how much of a of a fun time it is to take a ride in an electric vehicle. So uh, I can't agree with them more. The more people that you get to test drive inside an EV are basically people that you're starting the conversion for. Mm-hmm. I've done this many times uh, with people that have taken a test drive with me uh, that uh, they're amazed. They're amazed by the power, the quietness. Uh, they're amazed by the fun of driving an EV. And uh, my hat's off to Ravel uh, for sticking with this. Obviously, they had no choice. They had a lot of money invested in this. (laughs) So so they weren't going to go away quietly. But uh, I'm glad that it ended up uh, winning. And now New York City uh, has another 50 Model Ys roaming the streets and providing drives to people that uh, are getting to experience an EV for the first time. Yeah, it's, it's good to see them actually stick to their word. I mean, because that's the one thing you don't want is the government going back on their word and uh, or government uh, entities in this case. Uh, it was it was shameful. And um, mm-hmm. so so now the initial 50 that they already got their medallions for and the, hey, go ahead, the, the last minute everything was pulled back, oh, those aren't valid, uh, everything's good to go. But in order to get the 51st and so on, they will have to replace... Uh, existing medallion cars whether they be hybrids gas or whatever uh, the problem with that is right now a lot of people are uh sitting on 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 the medallions hoping that they go back to the prices they were in the early 2000s of you know hundreds hundreds of thousands to millions of dollars per medallion wow and it's, it's not going to happen so so mm-hmm. you actually have car less cars on the road which is a, a good thing that there's less cars but but it's a bad thing that it's, it's in the in the, in the in, in pursuit of hoarding rather than in, in the sense of public good. It's not like, hey, I want to take a Crown Vic off the road. It's like, no, I'll take a Crown Vic off the road <laughs> and nobody can go until I get $100,000. Right. <laughs> that just encourages people to use Lyft and Uber instead right. of a taxi. But there can't be any more Lyft or Ubers either because they're also maxed out. So you got to wait for a Lyft or Uber driver to retire and, 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 and get rid of their, not oh. really a medallion, but it's like a, a permit of some sort. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because they're trying to control realize. congestion. Yeah, which perfectly makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, I, I want to let that you know, you... if you haven't already, please press the subscribe button on this show. Give us a thumbs up at this point. It uh, helps us out immensely and uh, helps spread the uh, word of the show, and we would really appreciate that. Yep. Moving if that on. subscribe button is red, turn it gray. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, on to Patrick, who's got our story about a new day coming up. From Tesla. What's that? That is AI Day, August 
16th. And uh, we haven't figured out exactly what we're going to do, but I know I'm going to be watching it and hopefully watching it here live with you all. But uh, we'll see. So uh, this comes us to us from Simon Alvarez at Teslarati. Tesla sends out AI Day invitations with an interesting teaser. So uh, can you share that photo, Mark? The, uh, yep. So uh, August 16th at 5 p.m. Pacific. Yes. So it might be interesting. Uh, we might try it. I don't know. We'll, we'll talk more about it over, offline. Cool. Yeah, so uh, they it had a teaser of this. Um, I assume this is a chip. Uh, looks like it has a cold plate at the bottom and some packaging, lots of layers, uh, and uh, maybe some cooling vias at the top. I'm not sure. Uh, very interesting. Is this going to be part of Dojo? Um, who knows what this is? It's a teaser. Lots of speculation about what this uh, is. But uh, let me uh, just read the text of the invite. Join us in Palo Alto, California, August 19th, 2021. Did I say 16th earlier? Yeah, we've got the date wrong in the show notes. It is oh, the 19th. okay. It's yep. the 19th. Okay. Um, yes. Okay, so correction. Uh, at 5 p.m. PDT, this invite-only event will feature a keynote by Elon, hardware and software demos from Tesla engineers, test rides in a Model S Plaid, and more. So, uh, yeah, did, did you guys get your invite? No. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> neither did I. Yep. Uh, Mark Benton was was joking, half-joking, I guess I should say. He said, oh, yeah, only the beta testers are going to get these invites. <laughs> Right. I yeah, think it's gonna those, be slightly more than them, but it will be Tesla friends. Yeah, I, I definitely those uh, a lot of them are Tesla YouTubers and uh, the like, and they get the word out. So you you want to have a positive audience that's going to help amplify the message. So I mean, it just makes sense. Uh, Tesla does that instead of spending a whole bunch of money on marketing and uh, spread it around. Though, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, there's, look at, there's look lots at what of this is called right here. <laughs> <laughs> that's right we want to go too come on <laughs> but uh yeah that's okay so the one of the interesting points here was at the uh the very end of this invite um they say they'll get also get an inside look at what's next for ai at tesla beyond our fleet vehicle oh what Beyond the vehicle, what is this? So again, more speculation. Uh, what is Tesla going to do with their what's what's beyond for their AI plans? Very interesting. We all know that they already have auto bidder for energy pricing, and that has quite a bit of intelligence built into it. We know that they have I don't know like uh, their backgammon uh, AI, <laughs> but I guess that's part of the car. So nope, it's beyond that. Uh, what could they be doing? Lots and lots of uh, ideas kicking around out there in the uh, interwebs. Exactly. So it, uh, we don't know what, no idea what it could be. Um, it's, uh, it's kind of interesting that uh, somebody uh, mentioned robots? Question mark. And of course, <laughs> yeah. there were no comments on that. But uh, it is something. Uh, I wonder if it's completely outside of. The businesses they're already in is this a new offshoot is something brand new that uh tesla is thinking about i don't know I yeah, think once that they have a perception to... system they could do a lot yeah i think that what they're going to do is they're going to offer ai as a service because once once dojo is doing what it needs to do and they have downtime i mean look at aws it's spare mm -hmm. computer cycles from when the uh, ordering systems weren't doing christmas crush so why not copy that concept for when Dojo is not crunching on the fleet data or the fleet, you know, like say at night, you know, in each of the various regions, the cars are asleep. They're thinking about stuff. Dojo's doing its thing, but during the day we're out generating data. So maybe during the day you can use AI or vice versa. Maybe they don't do it live. They do it uh, off cycle or described off cycle. Then during the day it's, they do it live. And so at night you can use Dojo. Who knows how they're going to work it? Do Tesla's dream of electric sheep? At yes. Well, they will after this. They dream of bit, they dream of Bitcoin mining. Is what <laughs> I I would too. <laughs> unless unless it's mining for me, I don't think so. It's my power. Oh. Bill. <laughs> 
Well, with that, uh, I think we'll wrap up uh, tonight's episode. Uh, we'll go to uh, Patrick and see if he's got anything for us to share, anything that's happening in his world of cards, carswithcords.net. Yeah, so uh, I'm with the Oregon Electric Vehicle Association. You can find us at oeva.org. And I do have something uh, uh, at carswithcords.net. It, it actually came out of a discussion we had on this show about uh, electric trucks. So uh, I think the person that needs to be, the, the company that needs to be worried about the F-150 Lightning, it was not Tesla. Because if you were getting a Cybertruck, you didn't want a normal truck. You wanted a yeah. Cybertruck. And so uh, that, that Lightning, what it has to worry, uh, that the companies have to worry about it or something that it was trying to sway an F-150 buyer to go electric. Uh, because there's a lot of F-150 buyers and uh, they might be interested in an electric truck. Well, if Ford has one, they're probably just going to get the next Ford because that's what they know and love. Uh, so uh, I have a list in here of uh, all the various trucks that are coming out. Um, we've already mentioned a couple of them, uh, and, but there's also the GMC Hummer, the Chevy Silverado EV, the Rivian R1T, the Canoe Pickup, the uh, Nissan Titan Electric, the Atlas XL, Lordstown Endurance, Bollinger B2, Hercules Alpha, Fisker Alaska, Alpha Wolf, uh, lots and lots of trucks coming over the, the next few days. Uh, but the uh, the thing that I said in here that I thought was kind of funny was uh, that uh, if, if Ford is successful and shuts down uh, a lot of these, well, the Fisker Alaska might be baked. <laughs> ah, <laughs> uh, so you know who's not going to have a pickup truck? Baked Alaska. <laughs> Yeah, the you canoe. know who's not going to have a pickup truck? Go ahead. Bite. They didn't make it. The um, aren't weren't they the ones doing the B? Uh, who was doing the B two? That was Bollinger. Yeah. Bollinger. Yeah. 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 So the the B two might bomb. B two could bomb. Yeah, but <laughs> the canoe tattoos. might float away. <laughs> the Rivian might meet. You know. You know who does have one. In. Uh, Archimoto, if you can call it a pickup, it's a micro pickup, I guess. I, I would not uh, call that a pickup. That's not a pickup. That's an ice cream no. truck. It's a tuk tuk It's a tuk tuk It's a tuk tuk up. Very good. So you can check that out at carswithcords.net. Uh, you can see Patrick's writing uh, throughout the weeks. Uh, Casey. Any updates from your side of things? Yes, I started another deep dive video. The other three aren't uh, canceled. They're just not done yet. So what I've learned is I don't want to use my dash cam as a forward-facing camera when I do the multicam. What I was doing was preparing to record the screen for you guys for uh, full self-driving, the button. And um, so... Uh, Where is I've, that button? It hasn't arrived yet. It's supposed to be it here two weeks. Ago. Button. <laughs> two weeks. <laughs> and um, so, so uh, I've decided I'm gonna stick with cameras I I, I know, <laughs> and um, so hopefully this one is a lot easier to edit and get out there. The other problem with it was that every time I wanted to say, "All right, I'm done," cut it together, put music on it, make it nice. Uh, the car did something new and weird, and, and it's like, at this point, I'm just going to cut it off, and I'll be like, hey, here's what I found out, and I'll just do updates. Hey, it did this new weird thing, and put them out as shorts or something, I don't know. But exactly. uh, you can find that at uh, youtube.com slash Green. You can also join me on Sundays for a similar chat, but like all EVs and clean tech and space and all that stuff. Very good, very good. Yeah. Check out uh, Casey Green on his YouTube channel. Definitely subscribe if you have the opportunity to do so. And Patrick, Hockey Day really likes the puns that came out tonight. So, uh, <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> <laughs> someone appreciates the uh, dad jokes that you were throwing out. That's for yeah. Sure. <laughs> I was going to say some more stuff, but I was like, wait, I'm going to feed the dad jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, with that, we want to thank you for watching. Again, give us a thumbs up at this point if you haven't already. And uh, we will catch you next week. And we will all find out what's going on in the Tesla life. Good night, everyone. Have yourself a great week. Thank you, Lee Moon.